The title of this sermon today is, is called I Love Church, and my hope is that uh, maybe if you wouldn't say that, it'll rub off on you a little bit. I grew up growing to church. My parents brought me to church every Sunday, had perfect attendance. In fact, I want to point them out if you guys would wave to everybody. That's my mom and my dad. And uh, I'll probably start crying a little bit, but... <laughs> For those of you that know, um, before we launched, the day before we launched, my mom got really sick. She had uh, meningitis, and um, we even had to, uh, the doctors, she was unconscious for more than a week, and the, the doctor said she's not going to make it, and we even said goodbye to her and took her off life support, and here she is. So, She's been wanting to attend all these serv- all these months of services she's been wanting to attend. So here she finally is, and uh, it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a miracle. But saying that, saying um, I love church is not that popular of a thing to say these days. It's pretty popular to say I like Jesus, but I, I don't go to church. It's pretty popular to say uh, you're spiritual, but you don't uh, go to any organized religious thing. It's pretty popular to say that, but it's not popular to say that you like going to church. Even though all these good things, I'm going to read a couple verses. This, this is what the Lord thinks about church. This is what the Bible says about church. It says that we are members of God's body. Think about that for a second, that God himself, that he has a body and we are members of his body. That's an interesting analogy. Another verse in Acts 20 says that, uh, talking about the church, he says that he purchased us with his own blood. Another verse, Matthew 18, Jesus says, for wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. Another verse, Jesus talking about uh, the church and about Peter. Uh, he says that Peter, this is my church, and, and you're gonna you're gonna be the rock. And there's this play on the word rock, and Peter's name means rock. And he says that the church of God, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And in other passages, it says that we are the bride of Christ. Think about that for a second, that, it, that God himself has a bride and we are his bride. So God thinks very highly about his people, the bride. My bride's right here. Her name's Erica. Um, and so imagine this, because this would never happen. Uh, imagine this uh, figurative, hypothetical example. Someone comes up to me and says, Joe, I love you. You're really cool. You're a great guy. We should go fishing sometime. We should catch a ball game. I really want to hang out with you. You're my best bud. Uh, we, I just want to be more closer friends with you. But one thing, I, I don't get along with your wife. What? And, and then he would say, well, I know you appreciate honesty. I like you. I, I really like you. I think we're, you're cool. I want to be buddies with you. Uh, let's go fly fishing. But, but your wife, um, we just don't get along. I don't know. I, I don't like her very much. Uh, she, she sometimes says things that she seems preoccupied. She's not very nice to me. She uh, does this and that. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it's hard to believe you even married her. Do you think I would be friends with this person? No, it would just get out of here. Is he, is he punk? So in the same way that if God calls us, the church, his bride, I wonder what he thinks when we, and I've, I've been guilty of this at different times in my life saying, I love God, but I'm not so sure about the church. I'm not so sure about his people. 
I remember falling in love with the church on my own. Uh, I told you I, I grew up in church, had perfect attendance. My mom will tell you how many years uh, of Sunday school, perfect attendance for years. But I remember um, wanting to go to church in my own life when I was in high school, as a sophomore in high school. And some, some people invited me to a youth group, a Protestant youth group, and I went. And I saw some people there that actually loved being there, and they loved the Lord. There was a youth pastor with his guitar. He led some songs, and people were just engaged in the worship of the Lord. And I just thought, wow, this is an interesting place. These people really want to be here, and they really want to worship the Lord. And they were so incredibly nice to me. It was unbelievable. I, I'd never experienced like people accepting me and people being so nice to me that I was kind of thrown off. I was kind of thinking one of the thoughts in my head was, are these people just kind of kidding me and they're going to beat me up later in the parking lot? Like they were being so nice, but they were just being Christians. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And so I go in and, and the worship leader, uh, the, the youth pastor sings some songs. Then afterwards, there was this dreaded moment where that some of the people said that, that was going to happen. They said, um, and after the songs, they introduce all the new people and make them answer an embarrassing question which is something we're not going to do here for just because that's not what we do. Um, but the way in which this little youth group did it, it I just felt the love. I, it, it was weird, um, but I'll tell you the story. So I stood up, and they, the, the youth pastor said, what's your name? I said, Joe. Joe what? Joe Kirkendall. He said, here's your embarrassing question. Do you have an innie or an Audi? And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I, like, it must have been deer in the headlights, and he looked at me like, any or an Audi, kid? And, and I somehow, how old are you when you're a sophomore? 15, 14? I, I, somehow, in those 15 years of my life, I had never heard the terms any or an Audi. So I'm standing up there, like, uh, like, trying to guess what he's saying. And the only thought in my head was, is this a weird way of asking me if I'm a boy or a girl? And so I said... <laughs> Apologize. I, I said, I have an Audi. And everybody's like, yay. And then some kids shouted, show us. <laughs> and so I, I just sat back down. And this kid who was sitting next to me picks up my shirt and looks at my belly button and screams, he lied. He's got an Emmy. <laughs> and it was just, it was, you would think I would be so horribly embarrassed. And, and maybe I was. But the way in which everybody was, it was one of those things, you, could, you have to say it, it, you had to be there, but they weren't laughing at me. They really were, it was, they were laughing with me, and afterwards, like, people came up and said, man, you're the guy that lied about your belly button. That was so cool. That was funny, man. Are you going to come back next week? You know, we love you. Thanks for coming. And it was this welcoming thing where I, for the first time, saw people who really loved church. I saw people who really loved Jesus in a way that, that at least in my high school mind, uh, growing up as a kid, I thought, man, these, these people are really, really authentic. And so I want to talk about the church. I have four points uh, of the, this short sermon that, that the points are what we do, our functions of, uh, as a church. Here's what we do. Here's what we at least should be doing. There's, there's four points, and um, I think anything, you could test me afterwards, and you, probably some of you will, you'll say, well, what about this thing the church should be doing? How does it fit into one of these four? And I would say, well, if you, if you strip it down to its, its necessity of what it is, and you kind of twist it in, it'll fit in this one. And I haven't found a list that is shorter than this, uh, but these are the four functions of the church. It's not my list. It's a list, if you ever go to seminary and study ecclesiology, the study of the church church. Uh, you'll talk about the functions of the church. And I really like this 
this list. There's longer lists out there, but this one is more like four categories. The first category is that we, the people of God, when we get together uh, corporately, we worship the Lord. We get together and we, we focus on the cross. We focus on who God is. We sing songs about him. We sing praises to him and we thank him. We worship him. Uh, that's why if you came in early, there were some people up here reading through the prayers of the Psalms. And one of that, that reason, the reason why we do that is that this is a park and we, we've set aside this space as a park, as a temple, as a place of worship so that we can worship the Lord, that, that we're not just singing songs like a rock concert, but we are worshiping the Lord on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday since January, we have gotten together and, and in Manitou, there's, there's an upper room that we meet in. It's on the website if you want to join us sometime, but consistently, week after week, in fact, our worship leader, Sarah, she hasn't missed a week since January of leading us in worship to the Lord, and that's what we, we are a people who worship the Lord. First and foremost, we worship him before telling somebody else, hey, you need to know the Lord, or telling somebody else, hey, you need to worship the Lord. We worship the Lord first, and, and to, to lead into the next point, we do not say that you need to, to clean up first to come to church. I, sometimes people have this, this thought that, oh, I would like to go to church sometime, but I need to clean up first. I need to you know, get my life a little better, get my life a little more on track, and then I can come to church. And that's not the way it works. The way it works is first and foremost to come to the Lord and worship him. And by worshiping him, you'll be conformed to the one you're worshiping. And that leads us to the second point, which is, uh, I'm going to call it evangelism. Evangelism is sharing the good news of, of Christ. The good news is that you can't do it on your own. The good news is that the grace of our Lord covers over us. John 3.17 says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so if you've ever looked at your life and thought, man, I have some good moments and some bad moments. I've made some good decisions and bad decisions. And I've done this and that. And some of it's good, some of it's bad. What do I do with that bad stuff? Well, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus covers over the mistakes. Jesus cover, covers over our sin. And we only need to believe. Isn't that good news? So we tell people about that. We say, hey, if you heard this good news, David's story of the coin and, and the, the lady, that, that's sharing that just, just happened just this week of him sharing the good news. That's our opportunity in this world to share the good news of Jesus. So that's what we should be doing as a church. So, uh, for the first point, worship. Second point, evangelism. The third point I'm going to call social good. Could call it a bunch of different things, but this is when we go out and we, as the people of God, have the power of a group and we do some good things for people that are in need. In Manitou Springs, we, we've done a couple things since we, we've launched. I could, I could list some of those things in a minute, but there's this thing that we sang about and we've talked about as the church of restoring this city. And, and as a church, there's lots of people, I think if you look at Manitou, if you live here or live close, or if you get the newspapers, or if you just ask enough people around Manitou, so what's going on in Manitou? A lot of them will say, well, change is happening in Manitou. The city's getting bigger. The city's, um, uh, there's, there's less parking. There's this. There's, I don't even want to start naming the issues. And people will get excited and say, oh, if only we could get back to the way Manitou was, uh, you know, a couple years ago or many years ago. And we as the church have some good news. And we, ha we, thinking about the way Manitou is, we can say to this city, 
we can say, well, God is faithful in the good times and in the bad times. I want to read a verse that, 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 that talks about restoring, and it talks about the Lord being the Lord in the good times and the bad. And maybe you've heard this verse before. It's pretty popular. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, and then I'm going to read through to, down to verse uh, 14. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. Lots of you know it. Good. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So that's the good news. That's in, the, as, as we go forward, the, the Lord has plans of good. And then it says this, then you will call on me and I will come and, and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. So in this time in which this passage is being uh, talked about through the prophet Jeremiah, the people are in captivity. Is that good or bad? It's probably bad. <laughs> it's probably really bad. They're in captivity, and the Lord is going to bring them out. So the Lord is with them. And it says this, I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This theme of restoring the people, restoring Manitou. And we as the church, our good news, and as we think about doing social good, and just things in the community, we, our voice can be one of, well, God's looking out for us in the good and in the bad. And we've done some things. Uh, early on, we, we did some sandbagging. We went out and sandbagged, and that was fun to do. We went out and we had a clean the park day that we helped with. We had, uh, just this last weekend, it, it made the newspaper. We, we helped with a, a kids parade, a peewee kids parade. They started at the library, ended up in another park, and we gave out snow cones. No big deal, but just kind of serving the community, making the parks a special place, and thinking about our kids. And we've also, those are kind of like big group projects that are great, and we kind of get, get seen by that. But the things that don't make the paper are the things that I'm excited about. Taking care of the poor and the needy, those that are, um, we've been visiting this guy, a couple of us have been visiting this guy, this homeless guy, and another homeless guy got into a fight, and one was injured and is now paralyzed and is in the hospital. And some of us have been going to visit him. And we have um, been spending time praying for people, some neighbors that are just going through a tough time. I've talked with this man or two mom who just lost her adult son. And we've, we've prayed and spent time with her and, and invited her to our prayer meetings and coming around uh, a person um, struggling with alcohol addictions. And, and he's, he's had two months sober now and coming around. That'll never make the newspaper, but those are the things Things that are changing lives, the social good that we're doing in Manitou, which brings us to this last point. Um, so, so worship was the first one, and then evangelism, then social good, and then this final point is edification. And I'll end with this point, that we as the church, we look after each other. We take care of each other. Um, there's, there's people here that have needs, and the church comes together and takes care of them. And, and we've all um, experienced need. I think about uh, a couple months ago, I already told you when my mom was sick, uh, we were just strangers at that point. We had, we had one service under our belt. Uh, actually, the day before the service, my mom got sick, and we had one service under our belt. And then that week was a rough week for the Kirkendall house. We were, we were going to the hospital and preparing to say goodbye to my mom. And you all made us meals. You all prayed for us. You all, think of like Steve and the Martins 
uh, took things away. I was like, oh, you guys are doing this? Well, let us do that this week. Uh, let us lead this. Let us do that. We had, we had two weeks worth of meals because people like you in this crowd, I'm looking around seeing some of you, brought us meals during that time. And how wonderful that was. It was the people of God serving the people of God. We take care of our own. And we do that because Christ served us. And so I'm going to transition to communion if, if, while I keep talking. If you wouldn't mind standing as we lead into communion, the, the band can come forward. Um, uh, the, the communion servers can come. And we at New Life Manitou, we celebrate an open communion. And, and that means that, well, we, um, we give you the decision. It's, it's open to anyone. You don't have to be a member of this congregation or any congregation to take communion. We ask you, do you believe in the Lord Jesus as, as the Redeemer, as, as your salvation from your sins? And if that is true, then, then this communion feast is for you. Come one, come all, it's, it's for everyone. And um, when you come forward, um, in remembrance of Christ serving us, I want you to come forward with hands open. That's how we do it here. And, and the bread will be placed into your hands, and they'll say, the body of Christ broken for you. And then you take the bread and you dip it into the cup and, and they'll say the Christ's blood shed for you. And you can eat it right up here, right where you are. And then go back and sit down and, and contemplate, meditate, pray on the goodness of God, how God first served us. So Lord, we come before you as, as your servants, as your church, as, as the people of God. And Lord, we we know that you have served us, and, and, and by that remembrance, we can, we can serve you and serve each other. So, Lord, we come forward, and, and we thank you for these gifts, your body and your blood shed for us. Lord, we're so grateful that, that you have done this, that you are a God who came to this earth, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through your, through your son, Jesus. And so we believe in you. Amen. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. This is the body of Christ for the body of Christ.